Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there. Some big news from High Performance. Damien and I have written another book. It's called How to Change Your Life. And over the last few years, as we've spoken to hundreds of Olympic athletes, billionaire founders and leading coaches, we've noticed they have an incredible skill to change themselves. And How to Change Your Life is going to introduce to you the five simple steps that take you from where you are to where you want to be. It's everything we've learned from the incredible guests that we've spoken to. It's never too late to change. And this book will show you how to do it. How to Change Your Life is available to pre-order in hardback, ebook, and audiobook now. Welcome to this latest episode of the High Performance Podcast. This is part of our handpick series where Jake and I delve into the archives and pick out one special guest that we explore in greater detail. So Jake, who have you picked for this one? I have rewound the clock to quite a long time ago when we were joined by FBI negotiator and communication king Chris Voss. It's an episode that I still rely on to this day. In fact, I can't tell you very much, uh, but I've been having a bit of a challenge and I've had to communicate some difficult stuff with some people. And I actually listened to the episode with Chris before going into that conversation. There's, there's a great bit in the podcast where me and him role play yeah um do you remember it yeah yeah, I do. And we were like okay let's pretend you want to book me for an event and the first thing that he said to me was uh oh you sound like you've got something in mind and i sat down with this person and and they they sort of said look i you know i think you know we need to have a conversation and i said yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i think i think you've got something in mind brilliant and i just left it at that and they just went blah 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 blah, blah and told me everything that i needed to know which got us to a resolution and this, you know, I would want to be really careful here and remind people this isn't about catching people out. This isn't about being a shyster or doing some like dodgy deal or cutting someone out of a, an opportunity to do well. This is about everyone getting to a place where everyone's happy. This is about the art of negotiation. Was it one particular bit that you wanted to share with us? Yeah, right at the start of the conversation, he explained that this is something we're all doing all the time. Should we ever listen to that? Yeah, go on. 
Anytime the words I want or I need are coming across your lips, you're in a negotiation. How many times a day I want a cup of coffee? I need you to go to bed early. I want you to do your homework. I want to go to this restaurant. How many times a day does that, does that stuff, does those words cross your lips? That's how often you're in a negotiation. People think it's a negotiation only if money's involved. Yeah. The commodity that's always involved in a negotiation is time. You know, how are you going to get the money? How are you going to pay somebody? Even the transfer of money requires time, requires implementation. When I was doing kidnapping negotiations, we'd bargain like crazy over the, the ransom amount just to wear them down. You know, I knew that the real issue was I could agree to a million dollars right now. Try and get it out of me. Mm. The devil is in the details. You know, I'm like, well, you know, do you want it $5 bills? Do you want it $100 bills? Do you want it in a suitcase? Do you want it in a backpack? How are we going to deliver it to you? How do we make sure that you're sure that, no, I mean, like the details, the devil's in the details. The, the, the money amount to me was just entertainment. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to kill you over the details. That's time. And that's where business negotiations break down because they think they have deals when they've agreed on a price. You know, a famous activist investor in the United States, Carl Icahn. Carl Icahn realized that as soon as price was settled, the other side was going to drop their guard. And when he felt like it, that's where he wiped people out over the details. The devil's in the details. You see, I love that clip because I think actually we all think, well, I'm not currently negotiating anything, so I don't need to listen to Chris Voss on the High Performance Podcast, right? You negotiate with your partner every day. You negotiate with your children every day, with your work colleagues every day, sometimes even with yourself. You know, everything in life is a negotiation. And again, that's not to make it sound um, like cutthroat and aggressive. That's to say that like negotiation in the eyes of Chris Voss is about understanding people. Yeah. I mean, there was a moment where he told us that, you know, he was an FBI negotiator. Actually, let me just let me just play this little clip and cool. this will make sense. So I'm negotiating. We got a uh, 27th floor of a high rise in Harlem, in New York, in, uh, in the 90s. We had brought the circus to town. We got the SWAT team. We got up 27 floors in this high rise. I mean, the circus has come to town. We've made so much noise getting up there. We figure there's no way that these guys are not long gone because we brought the circus. We got elephants. We got trapeze artists. I mean, we make that much noise bringing an entire SWAT team and everybody to bear on this apartment. So I think we're talking to an empty apartment. I get two baby negotiators with me. They're still in training. I'm like, cool. This is right of passage. Everybody talks to an empty apartment at some point in time. In point of fact, the fugitives are inside and they're heavily armed. And so I just say, look, I want you to know that I know you're scared and I know you're worried about coming out and I know you're worried about getting hurt when you're coming out. Here's what it's going to look like when you come out so that you don't get hurt. Because I said vision drives decision, right? I got to start putting a vision in their head of them coming out safely. So we're, we're talking to this empty apartment. I'm thoroughly convinced it's empty for six hours six hours of this over and over and over. 
And six hours in, a sniper on an adjacent building says, I just saw a curtain move inside. And we all go like, holy cow, they really are in there. And so then I go, look, you know, we just saw the curtains move on the inside. One of you just looked out the window. I've been telling you for six hours, we're not going away. And that you're going to come out safe. And about five minutes later, without saying a word, the door opens and a pair of hands comes out exactly as I've described. So there he is saying, let me tell you how this is going to work, because I know you're scared to come out of the building. What he's doing there is just making them feel safe. And I think we've seen this so often on High Performance, like when Robin Van Persie delivered that amazing monologue about his yeah. son Shaquille. The first thing he said was, me and your mum will love you no matter what. So one of the big things I took away from Chris's conversation with us was if you can give people safety in the conversation, psychological safety, if you can put them at ease, if you can let them know that like you're all in this together trying to get to a common ground, you're far more likely to get there rather than ha them having this impression that you're battling each other, you know? Yeah, I like that. He Didn't he use that phrase when he said, emotion saves time? And it's that idea that invest a little bit of time up front talking about these emotions that we're all going through, however uncomfortable it is, because it just gives you that shorthand that later on you'll be able to rely on. He also, you know, made the point that we're all trained wrong in negotiation. And I think that for the people listening to this, this is an episode that will train them right who did he tell us was the best negotiator? It was Oprah Winfrey, wasn't it? It was Oprah Winfrey. It was, yeah, that's right. Here's what he said. You know, there's very little, uh, there's very few good examples of actually really good negotiation and, and really good negotiation. You know, it's never marketed as great negotiation. Like I think Oprah Winfrey's might be the best negotiator on earth. Explain. Like, nobody thinks of her as a negotiator. You know, nobody does. And so I, I've, since I started talking about Oprah, I've run across a couple of people sort of behind the scenes in her world. So Oprah has taken some highly volatile people to the woodshed over their misbehavior. And nobody knows about it because of the way she handles it. She's, she's got a tremendous demeanor. She's soft-spoken. She's low-key. You know, what we refer to as the late-night FM DJ voice. I mean, that's Oprah's default voice. And so I've had some very explicit conversations where basically she said it's my way or the highway to high-profile celebrities that are not used to being spoken to like this to start with. How about a visible conversation? Her interview with Lance Armstrong. By the way, I, I, I met Lance Armstrong on an airplane. I consider him a friend. I like the guy a lot. She said, look, I'm going to put you on camera. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, bluntly asking you if you cheated. And you're going to answer yes or no. He knew that going in, and he still went on camera. That's a negotiation. If you think about where she started and where she is, I mean, by anybody's standard, forget about where she started as a black female from, I think, Chicago. You know, no advantages, no privilege. She wasn't born with any privileges. Take that away and think about her net worth compared to the other billionaires on Earth. She didn't start as a child of a real estate developer in New York who was given a million dollars as spending money to get started. Look where she started. 
And a lot of people say, yeah, well, of course you're not going to argue with Oprah because it's Oprah. Now, <laughs> these high-profile celebrities, they don't care who they're arguing with if they get bent out of shape. They're happy to go on Twitter and Instagram and all sorts of social media and throw shade at one another. And you don't see it happening with her. To me, that's great collaboration, focus on long-term relationships, and it's a definition of building prosperity for you and everybody you're involved with. I'd forgotten that example that he told us about. So what was it that jumped out for you? Because you've worked in television. So when he's talking about Oprah. Yeah, it was just that I never considered myself a negotiator when I worked in TV. And equally on this podcast, I don't consider us negotiators. But actually, you know, what we're, we're negotiating with our guests on this podcast, we're saying to them, look, we're going to give you a safe space. We're going to give you an audience of millions. And you're going to come on here and reveal stuff and talk about things that maybe you're not that comfortable with or that you wouldn't normally tell someone. So we have to create the space to do that. And I think the final, the final clip I wanted to play was this one, which I think really sums up why we get negotiation wrong so much. Have a listen. I was a hostage negotiator. I taught negotiations in business school. And I would go to you know, business events or any sort of professional gathering. And they say, hey, it's Chris Foss. He was a hostage negotiator. He teaches business negotiation at Georgetown. And every time somebody would speak up and go like, you know what, let me tell you about this deal I negotiated. You know, I had them over a barrel. You know, they had nowhere to go. I had all the leverage. Now, if you're in a gathering, the only person that speaks up is the person that, that hammered somebody. You see over and over, wow, I guess if I want to have a deal that I brag about, I you know, show off to the boys, you know, prove to my brother-in-law how smart I am. I got to go out and I got to beat somebody down and then I'm going to brag about it for the rest of the time. So our, I'm afraid our examples in real life and in movies and the TV are always of somebody smashing somebody else. That Those are the models that are held up to us. So let's go back to the role play then. Um You've already said to me, it seems like I have a plan. What's the next right. thing that you would normally do with someone? Well, um, first of all, uh, I'm going to listen to your game plan. So if I get an idea of whether or not, have you ever done this before? Or do you have any sort of a sense for the environment? Like, what, what, you know, what are the challenges? I'm, I'm probably going to say, you know, how did this go when you tried it in the past? What happened? What sort of obstacles you run into? I'm really more interested in whether or not you have any idea of what you're getting into and how collaborative you're going to be. Because even if you cut me a great deal financially, if you're, um, if dealing with you is painful, if it sucks the life out of me, if we're just not a good match, um, it's going to be blood money and I'm not going to want it. So that's perfect for me. You know, people who are still thinking about the one time that they did really well out of a deal, right? But how much have you cost yourself and other people in the intervening years? Oh, I turned that person. I saw it a lot when I worked in Formula One. You know, people used to use this phrase, oh, I robbed him. Oh, I robbed him. In other words, like I did a really hard deal against that person. Yeah, but how much has trying to recreate that hard deal cost you since then? So, my message really today is listen to the Chris Foss episode. Realize that we're all negotiating all the time 
and that negotiation is about finding what binds us together rather than what separates us. I love that. My final question for you though, Jake, on this is, what voice do you use? Do you remember when Chris spoke about the different voices and he, the late night DJ was the one that he said yes. that just slows the, te- the, the tempo the down of the conversation? DJ voice. <laughs> yeah. I probably need to use that one a little bit more often. So if people hear me on the High Performance Podcast next time going, and let's just explore that. Actually, you do it well, you know. You do the, you, you sort of, you disarm people by going, can we just explore that a little bit further, if you don't mind? <laughs> and that's your version of the late, late night, night DJ voice. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Check out uh, Chris Voss on the High Performance Podcast. It was a cracker, wasn't it? Oh, it was. And I've loved going back over it. Like you say, it's a good two years ago now since we sat down with him on Zoom. So I love these episodes of just going back through the archives and picking out ones like that that, taught us so much and just reminding us of the basic common sense thanks mate thank you mate and of course thanks to you for listening to the high performance podcast that's a brilliant late night DJ DJ voice voice. (laughs) (laughs) see you soon when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>